Hey, in today's episode of The Savvy Marketer, we're going to be talking about event marketing. Events are underrated, but they can be so powerful. In fact, I would say that event marketing saved my business in 2009, and we'll talk about that. talk to my longtime friend, Lisa. She's an event planner and she does events of all shapes and sizes. She also specializes in virtual events and hybrid events, which came in really handy in 2020 when the whole event landscape changed. But first, marketing moment. Today's marketing moment is about creating shared experiences. You've heard the line, you had to be there. Whether you're having a sales conversation or you're trying to tell a friend about a show you just watched, you're planning a marketing campaign or an event, telling somebody about an experience that you had is not the same thing as actually being there. I can come back from an event that I've attended and I may be really excited about some idea that I picked up that I wanna bring back. Uh, But if I try to tell my team about it and they weren't there, it can be a really tough sell. It's really difficult to transfer that enthusiasm that I picked up while I'm there and pass that on to somebody who wasn't. I think this is actually why many sales fail to close is because there's more than one buyer and one buyer was in the room and they heard your impassioned pitch for what it is that they need to buy and why and maybe they're really excited and maybe they intend to buy but they go back and they need to talk to that other buyer and that other buyer wasn't there. They didn't have the shared experience and it's difficult for that first buyer to transfer the enthusiasm to somebody else. So if you want your marketing or your sales efforts to be more effective, make it really easy for people to share those experiences, to share the content. Make it easy for them to share those firsthand conversations with other people who have to be there. And that is your marketing moment. So as we record this episode on a cold winter day here in Ohio, um, I'm reminded that our guest, Lisa Schulteis, is a former Midwesterner before you moved to sunny Phoenix. Uh, so she's the founder of Electroline Marketing. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And remind me, where exactly did you live before you were in Arizona? Well, a lot of places, but most recently we spent 15 years up in Wisconsin. So we were only about a mile away from the lake, which is beautiful, but very cold in the yeah. So, you know, you know you live someplace cold when they cancel school, not because it's snowing, but because the wind chill is minus 35. We have had wind chill cancellations here too, and that is not fun. And I'm not complaining. I love the Midwest except for uh, just a few months in the winter when I get jealous of friends like you who uh, move to warmer places. So um, tell me a little bit about what you do at Electroline Marketing. So I founded the company about 13 years ago, Uh, started it as an agency. We were working primarily with coaches, speakers, influencers, you know, and, and, we were, we were running their marketing, but as part of their marketing, we always used events as part of it. I just decided, you know, I love the world of events. I tell people you always have to be a special kind of crazy to love the world of events because it's a lot of energy and a lot of time and you don't sleep much. Um, but we transitioned it about four years ago um, to just doing events, um, but with, still with that marketing standpoint in the background. And so I love that. Um, We've been doing that ever since. Of course, the pandemic hit. We got really, really busy transitioning everybody to virtual. Uh, But we we do events with a a marketing goal behind them. What are some, I mean, you've organized some pretty big events. Is that right? We actually just finished one a few weeks ago. um, And that one was a 12,000 person hybrid event. And um, 
you know, it was about five days. Uh, we had about 60% in person, 40% online. And, you know, it, it, that one happened to be uh, medical industry. So in addition to the 2000 sessions, we had 2200 posters. Uh, wow. So there's, you know, a lot of moving parts that come with that. And, you know, my, my company ran the virtual side of it. Um, okay. So there were other people that were running, you know, the live part and dealing with hospitality and, and all of those things and content. Uh, it was a, a nice large event. Um, but then, you know, the next time we turn around, we'll do a two hour workshop for a coach too. So I, I love it because they're all different. So I, I'm sure there's a lot of savvy marketers out there who are doing a lot of great stuff, um, but events aren't on their radar, or maybe they think that they're not relevant to the things that, that they need to do. What would you say to, to folks out there who maybe aren't using event marketing or, or maybe aren't realizing the full spectrum of how they could use events? Events are huge for marketing. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because not a lot of people use them. And we always tell people events have to still be part of your marketing plan as part of your digital marketing plan. You know, the one beauty with events is you have more control over them than you have over a lot of your marketing. So even if you look at the last couple of years, right, we've had so many changes in digital marketing. Ad spend is getting crazy. Um, I don't know about you, but every time an app asks me if it can track me, my answer is no, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to be tracked. And I'm a marketer. So I think um, we're the most yeah, cynical of the bunch. Probably, like, I know. We're marketers the worst, are more right? cynical. <laughs> yeah, we're the worst. So there's a lot of things that we you know, we can control in marketing, but we can't control them as well as we want to, right? Yeah. Or they're changing. The, the biggest advantage with an event is as soon as I start my event, I already have a warm audience because anybody who's registering for my event wants to be there. Yeah. We can't do that in a lot of other scenarios. So we already know that we're starting with a warm market, which already gives us a head start. And then it's working with that market whether we're doing, you know, in-person events or virtual events, we we get to that no like trust faster because yeah. if it's my event and I'm the the, the headline speaker, for example, um, you know, I'm up there speaking, I'm engaging with people, they're learning not only what I'm teaching them, but who I am. They get to see my yeah. personality, they get to know all of my little quirks, God help them. Uh, you know, so it's, it's creating that no like trust even faster. And so events can actually move that conversion needle faster than a lot of other marketing that we do. Lisa, I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but, um, event marketing actually, it actually saved my business in 2009, um, uh, because I started Spire in 2006 and we were building websites and doing marketing for people. We were building a lot of websites back then. And like when the great recession hit in 2008, all of a sudden everybody started canceling their projects. Like, Hey, we want to do this, but we just got to wait a little while. And I had people I needed to pay. And there was just a lot of uncertainty at that time. And I was at a point where I didn't know how I was going to pay people like next week kind of thing. I didn't have any budget. I didn't have any money to do anything at that time, but I um, had just joined the local chamber and so I reached out to them because I'd had people asking me, they're like, Hey, I got to cancel my project, but any ideas about what I can do with my marketing, um, during this recession, like not that they were going to buy anything from me, but they were just like wanting some advice. And so I was helping people with this stuff. And so I said, I was wondering at the chamber, like, could we put on some sort of an event where we could talk about doing marketing during a recession? And they said, yeah, we've got this room in our conference room that'll hold 30 people. And so we actually sold out the room. They 
they rolled out an email uh, for us and, and promoted the event. We filled the room three times in a row and then we got a bigger room and did it a fourth time. And um, it wasn't like it just caused a avalanche of sales because things were pretty uncertain right then, but it was enough to get us through. And the other thing that I found is that looking back on that time, um, even like about five years later, I looked at the registration lists of the people that were there and something like 80% of the people that attended all those events had become our customers over a period of time. Um, so I think there's also a thing about just you're planting seeds, you're, but it's just that idea of being in a room and like you said, and, and building relationship with people. Um, I'm a huge fan of events in general. Uh, so for what that's worth. Right. No, I, and I agree. And a lot of times that, you know, that kind of long-term conversion happens. As marketers, I think a lot of people get impatient, right? We want that conversion right away. Even if they're coming down the road, it's, you know, it's, it, the events really are just a, a great way, way to do sales and marketing. They really yeah. are. Yeah. And it's become, it's remained a part of our strategy since then. Right. And we continue to, to use events. Obviously the events industry really took a hit in 2020. And I'm just curious, how did you keep can things go? How did you keep your business going? The events industry, one of two things happened. Um, either you completely shut down, um, which unfortunately many, many, many businesses, or you did really, really well. Uh, we happened to do, I hate to say it, we did really well. Like, I'm really proud of that, but I hate to say yeah. that the pandemic, you know, was good for us. Um, we were already doing hybrid events pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. So when it happened, I was actually on site with a client in Portland um, when, when the world shut down. Like, I had a hard time getting home. So we actually, the phone just started ringing because people were like, we have this live event that we're doing, or we have this hybrid event that we're doing. Now we can't do it. What do we do? And so we converted everybody to virtual in 2020. And yeah. we had a very small team um, that was working that year. We doubled our business in 2020. We tripled it in 21. Wow. And that first year we had two things happen. We had clients calling us to you know, produce events for them virtually. And then we had virtual event platforms calling us who all of a sudden were just busier than heck and didn't have the, the manpower to do what they needed to do. Yeah. So they would call us to do builds for them. And so that first year with a very small team, um, we produced 36 events in 12 months wow. and probably did another 12 builds on top of that. So I didn't know it when we were going through it, right? Because we were just waking up, going, going to sleep for a couple hours and, and repeat. But, um, yeah. When I did the numbers at the end of the year, I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm so tired, right? Yeah. Uh, so for us, it was it was really something that took our business to that next step. But we got lucky. We, we you know, we had made that tr transition four years ago, so we were ready to go. Well, you were in the right place at the right time. We were. And that doesn't happen very often in business, <laughs> but it does happen on occasion. Absolutely. I think that, the, that what happened in early 2020 sort of accelerated a lot of innovation that would have happened over more slowly. I mean, you know, just even this Absolutely. platform that we're talking to each other on. And now it feels like you can safely say, do you want to have a Zoom meeting? And even less savvy uh, businesses out there will have some way to do it. They don't freak out. But I mean, just, you know, in early 2020, that was a thing that like, what's this? You're saying you need to use this platform called Zoom and they're writing it down in their notes like it's a new a new thing. So it definitely launched a lot of businesses, but at the same time, some of these existing ones, I mean, you look at the first three months of, yeah. of 2020 of the pandemic and how much, how many changes Zoom made, right? Yeah. Um, that 
it was just constant innovation. And I always tell people, I think we jumped about five years um, yeah. in, in, in a matter of months. And so the technology is there. And now that, that we're kind of back to a mix of live events and hybrid events and virtual events, now we're looking at it saying, okay, let's take a breath with the technology, right? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what do we really need? Um, what do we really need to do to hold an effective event and to really do effective marketing and effective sales with our team um, versus just all the bells and the whistles and the shiny object syndrome and all of those things that we get into. But yeah, technology just took a jump and it was just innovating so quickly. But now I think we, we have a chance to say, okay, let's, let's, let's really think about what we need at this point and what we should be using at this point. Um, Because just because we can use something doesn't mean we should, right? With marketing teams and sales teams, we are always telling them, you know, again, everything has to be strategic, right? We we have to choose this for a reason. Um, And that even comes with our platforms. You know, why are we choosing Zoom versus Teams versus, you know, a full on event platform? There's there's some strategic reasons for that, but let's actually look at what those are. So Lisa, you already know I love events, um, but I've got to be honest, I'm skeptical about virtual events. Um, I've seen a lot of them done really poorly. Um, I know yours go really well, but um, I've seen a lot of them done poorly and I feel like they just aren't the same. I'm a kind of a face-to-face kind of person. So how can savvy marketers overcome the problems that plague so many of these virtual events and, and make them run better? You cannot completely replace a live event with a virtual event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's a, a, a really funny example of that. I'm a hugger. That probably makes other people just shudder who aren't. <laughs> um, but I am. I'm a hugger. I go to live events. I hit the floor. I see somebody I haven't seen in a year. I'm like, oh my gosh, I give them a big hug. Like pandemic was horrible for me. I, I <laughs> couldn't do that. Yeah. So you can't totally replace a live event with a virtual event. Like they're different. So that is the first thing I will tell people is they're different and you need to plan for that, but you still need to do them for two reasons. Um, One, the biggest is we're seeing about a 60, 40 split on events right now at best about a 70, 30. And what that means is 60% of people are attending in person. 40% of people are attending remotely or virtually online. And so we tell people you have to do both, right? You need to do a hybrid event. That's what a hybrid event is, is both audiences. Um, Because otherwise you're leaving 30 to 40% of your audience left out, right? Mm -hmm. And that's horrible. You know, I I don't want to give up 30 to 40% of my audience. So you need to plan for both. But it's what you're really doing is you're planning two events that happen to happen at the same exact time. So you're not planning one event with maybe two audiences. You're actually planning two events at the same time. And then you have to figure out how you're going to get those two audiences to interact at least once during your event. Right. So you mean you want the, you want the virtual to interact with the in-person or I do. do. Yeah. And it's a challenge. That's, that's where technology, some technology does it really well. Well, I'm not even going to say that some technology does it okay and well. Um, Some technology doesn't do it at all. But if I'm looking at an event and I've got 60% of the people on the floor and 40% that are remote, you know, one of the the biggest benefits of virtual events is the fact that we can reach a global audience, 
right? We've always been able to reach that audience. We just haven't necessarily thought about it as marketers and sales team, right? Yeah. Sometimes we get kind of tunnel vision and, and, and we're just looking at the places right around us. And even if we're a business that is, is, is very geographically focused, you know, yours is pretty geographically focused. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a huge amount of people in that geographic area that we're not reaching, Right. right. So virtual events actually give us that ability to do that, um, especially in areas like Ohio that maybe in you know January and February, nobody wants to go anywhere, right? No one wants <laughs> to go out in the cold. No one wants to drive in the snow. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's still giving you an opportunity to reach these people that you normally can't. Or if you want to go bigger, you can reach these people globally that you can't. Yeah. So from your, your company's sale, sales perspective, that's, you know, that global reach can make a huge difference in your business. However, from an attendee experience, if I'm attending an event, either in person or remotely, there's people I want to rub shoulders with, right? There are people Mm -hmm. I want to make connections with because I'm looking for maybe business partnerships, or maybe I'm looking for sales, or maybe I'm just looking for new ideas and mentors, right? So if we can find a way to allow those remote attendees and the live attendees to interact with each other, we're providing them a new piece of value by giving them the opportunity to make those connections. And Mm. that's a huge piece of where virtual events go wrong is it's the engagement, not only with the speaker and with the content, but also the engagement with other attendees. And that piece tends to fall through the cracks a lot. And you mentioned that some platforms do it. And I think the the key distinction is that platforms don't do anything. It's the people who plan it that, that cause these things to happen because you could have the best in-person venue and still fail to create that connection between the people that are there. And so I, even with, you know, if we're doing an event on zoom, right at its mm -hmm. simplest form, and we're telling people we want everybody to go into this breakout room. We do breakout rooms as topic tables a lot. You know, so mm-hmm. think of like the lunch topic tables at a live event where you go yeah. and pick your topic. We'll do breakout rooms as topic tables a lot. But if I always tell people, I'm like, we need a moderator in there, right? If I get a 20 people in a room and say, we're going to talk about digital marketing in this room, they're going to come in that room and they're just going to sit, Right. You, yeah. you need the facilitator to come in and say, okay, great. You know, here's a couple questions to get us started. Once you get people talking, it's great. Yeah. But it is that it doesn't matter what platform we're on. We need to be able to get those conversations going. Well, and I think with that facilitator in place and with a plan for how it's going to go, yes. there's almost advantages uh, there, and not almost, there are advantages to some, like I've with the breakout rooms and zoom, I've been amazed at how, you say, okay, we're going to go into these breakout rooms and boom, the people are instantly transported into that. We're in a live event. You'd say that, and then you've got to give yourself five or 10 minutes for everybody to move to the right place. And you just lose a lot of time. And to not go get coffee or go back to their hotel room or, you know, do all those other things that we all do at live events. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Lisa, I think we're about out of time, but I just, I want to thank you for for coming on today. And are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share uh, with folks, not only about what they can do with their events, but also how they can um, connect with you? Absolutely. So, you know, I think my biggest tip for people is get your 
get your marketing teams and your sales team and your events team all talking together, right? And for smaller companies, that might just be you, <laughs> but have a single conversation with yourself, right? From, from all of those different viewpoints, because what we find happening a lot is different teams have different focus, but they're not all necessarily driving down the same road, right? Yeah. So let's, you know, take those goals, build them into the event so that they're in alignment with your other goals, with your marketing and your sales, um, regardless of the size of your company. Good. So that's the biggest tip that I can give people. Um, I tell people all the time, if you have any questions about events, I just contact me. I, I have lots of conversations with people. We talk about ideas. We talk about kind of, you know, how to strategize moving down that road. Um, so, you know, every, every I'm open to conversations is probably the best way to put it. Um, yeah. The easiest way to find me is either on LinkedIn uh, or you can go to my virtual event uh, dot pro uh, and find me there as well and just schedule a time to chat with me. So I want to thank you again for taking time. Um, thanks for stopping by the show today. Absolutely. I truly enjoyed it. I appreciate being invited. Thank you so much. Hey, if my conversation with Lisa got your wheels turning about events, maybe that you want to apply in your business or your marketing, I encourage you to leave a comment below or share this with other people who need to see it as well. Every episode of The Savvy Marketer is brought to you by Spire. Our Ohio-based marketing agency helps businesses plan smarter strategy, get that stuff done, and make it hum. We're here to help you with everything that you need along the way. We invite you to take it higher with Spire. Thanks for watching.